Friday, July the 8th. This is Maestro broadcasting to you from the Bronx, New York. And look, I'm going to go over some news here. All right, news that's dropped in the last 24 hours in the sport of boxing. All right, and uh, right after this, I'm going to do a punchlines on what I think is actually the biggest news of the day. Right, but I'm gonna go over everything here and then I'm gonna elaborate on uh, the last story of the day. All right, so look, first story up that uh, I would actually like to talk about is the fact that, look, Jake Paul has found his opponent, his replacement opponent for Tommy Fury, and quite honestly, y'all, it's not really that bad. Uh, of an opponent, especially for Jake Paul at this stage of his career. All right, so look, Jake Paul has uh, signed on, really, to take on Hasim Rahman Jr. It's still going to take place same day, all right, August 6th, same place, MSG, here in New York City. And I think it's a pretty good fight. All right, so this is courtesy of the great reporting of Jake Donovan over there at Boxing Scene. Jake Paul is set for his biggest challenge, literally and figuratively, to date. The content creator and aspiring cruiserweight announced Thursday a deal that a deal was reached to uh, face next his next opponent, the second-generation heavyweight Hasim Rahman Jr. The bout will take place on August 6th at... Madison Square Garden in New York City, a date that Paul already reserved for a planned showdown with longtime out-of-ring rival Tommy Fury. ESPN.com reports that the contest will take place at the full cruiserweight limit of 200 pounds. Right? Rockman Jr., 12-1, 6 KOs, the son of former lineal heavyweight champion Hasim Rahman Sr. has campaigned at heavyweight throughout his five-plus years as a pro. He has never weighed lighter than 211 and three-quarter pounds, which came in his seventh pro fight nearly four years ago. The 31-year-old was 215 and a quarter pounds for a second-round knockout of Nathan Bedwell last August and seemingly on board to meet whatever limit is required to plan the plum assignment. Paul, 5-0, 4 KOs, who turned pro in January 2020, following virtually no boxing experience, has yet to fight anyone with a true pro experience. The lone exception was his December 18th rematch with former UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley, whom Paul knocked out in the sixth round of their Showtime pay-per-view rematch four months after Woodley fought Paul in an eight-round split decision in his pro debut last August 29. The fight with Rockman, which also headlines a Showtime pay-per-view event, is the first for Paul as a true cruiserweight. 
All right. It's going to be at the true cruiserweight limit um, or with a contracted limit heavier than 193 pounds. Quote, bigger, stronger, more experienced, more power. Paul stated Thursday, quote, but it doesn't matter. They don't have my heart, don't have my drive and definitely don't have my team. August 6th, I'm showing the world what Jake Paul. Sorry, that Jake Paul is a bad mother F. Right. The fight is expected to be formally announced at a July 12th press conference in New York City. It will come two weeks after Paul planned to hold a similar function for his planned fight with Manchester's Fury, Aiden 4 KOs, the younger brother of heavyweight champion Tyson Fury, who was scratched from the event due to his inability to travel to the U.S. Rockman is coming off a stunning fifth-round knockout loss to James McKenzie Morrison, son of the late Tommy Morrison, in their battle of second-generation fighters this past April 29. The Las Vegas-based Rockman was perfect as a pro prior to that point and was well ahead in his fight with Mackenzie Morrison before stopped, being stopped in the fifth round. The adjustment in the main event allows the rest of the show to move forward fully intact. The co-main event features record-setting seven-division titleist Amanda Serrano, 42-2 and 130 KOs, returning to MSG and to the featherweight division. The Brooklyn-bred Puerto Rican Southpaw will defend her WBC WBO, IBO titles against interim WBO titleist Brenda Carbajal, 18, 5, and 1, 9 KOs. So, look, there's no doubt, I think, here that there's no doubt, I think, here that he's selected a harder opponent, right? I understand Rachman's coming off a loss, but he has faced better opposition than Tommy Fury. He's got a better record than Tommy Fury. And he's bigger than Tommy Fury. So he doesn't quite have the name that Tommy Fury has. And by the way, Tommy Fury's name is mostly built on the back of his big brother, Tyson Fury. But I think Hassan Rachman Jr. is the bigger fight. Now, there's some interesting questions here that got to be answered. One, What's it going to be like for, ha- for Hasim Rahman Jr. to weight cut down to the 200-pound limit of the cruiserweight division? Because as was reported in this article, he's pretty much fought as a small heavyweight for most of his career. Two, what's it going to be like for Jake Paul to face someone who he actually has physical disadvantages against? Because he's usually been beating guys that are smaller than him, right? Three... What's it going to be like for Paul to face someone with significantly more boxing experience? I believe the compiled record of Jake Paul's opponents is zero wins, one loss, and zero draws. Right? He's only faced one guy with a competitive boxing match under his belt, pro contest anyways, and that's Tyron Woodley, who had one loss going into the rematch with Jake Paul, all of his other wins were against guys who, let's face facts, were making their pro debut, right? So, I mean, there's some questions to be asked here, all right? Rachman, much like Tommy Fury, um, you know, he's really carrying the name of the family, right? And 
he also is mostly known um, for being the son of the former heavyweight champion of the world who quite miraculously knocked out Lennox Lewis in South Africa, right? Only to get brutally knocked out in the rematch. But I, I don't think this is a bad fight. I think this is actually pretty tough, a fight for Jake Paul. And like I've said in the past, these these cards actually are doing business, not just for Jake Paul, but for other people who get to make career paydays fighting on his undercards, right? Most notably Amanda Serrano, whose biggest payday prior to the Katie Taylor fight was fighting on a Jake Paul undercard, right? And according to Jake Paul himself, uh, and again, this is reported courtesy of boxing scene, his own team was against this fight. His own team uh, didn't want him to take on uh, Hasim Rahman Jr. He says that his manager, right, and his older brother, Logan Paul, did, didn't, didn't want to see him facing Hasim Rahman Jr. And salute to everybody who's joining me, by the way. Jesus, thank you so much. Pugilism, Mark Blake, George H., and best Nuba life. All right, and George H., you're absolutely right. Rockman Jr. also has significantly more poor, uh, amateur experience. I believe he has, like, somewhere around 100 amateur fights. Rude Dog 211, you say you're not paying for it. I'm, I'm sure a lot of boxing fans are feeling that way. All right. Um, obviously, the Jake Paul crowd isn't always necessary, the hardcore of hardcore boxing fans. But what I will say is this. The whole narrative of he's not a real quote-unquote boxer needs to stop now that he's taking on uh, by what any person's estimation must be a real boxer. Hasim Rahman Jr. is a real boxer. All right? And look, again, here courtesy of Boxing Scene, it's being reported that Jake Paul's management and his older brother Logan Paul advised him not to take the fight with heavyweight prospect Haseem Rahman Jr., right? Who, again, is 12-1, six KOs, to Paul's 5-0, four KOs. And let's face facts, the majority of these Haseem Rahman Jr. opponents weren't making their pro debuts, didn't have losing records, had professional boxing experience, right? So this is what Jake Paul's quoted as saying, Quote, I've wanted this fight ever since Hasim ran his big mouth to me two years ago in the gym. Paul said, quote, my brother and manager didn't want me to take this fight. They said it was too much risk. Quote, the New York State Athletic Commission didn't want to approve this fight because they said Hasim had way too much experience for me. He has over 100 amateur fights, 10 times more than Tommy Fury. Quote, but I'm built different. He added, quote, I'm psychotic, chaotic, problematic, but he's a heavyweight. They said, it don't matter to me. I'm the fighting flea. They can't hit me. I'm slippery like butter and with speed like no other. My power is unique and my style is sleek. I've made the toughest men weak. I'm not afraid of any man or what can happen, unquote. Sounds like he's got a little bit of Boondini Brown in him. 
<laughs> uh, Jake Paul, that is. So, look, I, I'm I'm going to be going to this fight. I'm going to be covering this fight. It's worthy of coverage. It's a real fight. All right, and I think I think it's 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 going to be a decent scrap. I, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. All right. Moving on, other people that have been intriguing to me for a while: Dynamite Dennis, uh, Dynamite Daniel Dubois. All right. Um, apparently, his trainer believes Pulev would be a great opponent if he beats Chisora. And look, his trainer is obviously Shane McGuigan, who's had some pretty good success as of late. All right, again, this is boxing scene reporting. Shane McGuigan, the head trainer of WBA regular heavyweight champion Daniel Dubois, is hoping that his boxer will uh, get a top opponent in the second half of the year. Last month, Dubois traveled to the United States to score a knockout over Trevor Bryan to capture the WBA regular belt. McGuigan would like to see Dubois avenge his sole career defeat, which came at the hands of Joe Joyce in 2020. Dubois was leading on the cards when he voluntarily took a knee for the for a full count due to a severe eye injury. Joyce is the WBO mandatory challenger, which makes a rematch with Dubois an unlikely scenario for 2022. Quote, Joe Joyce has just won at the weekend, beating Christian Hammer in four rounds, and looked his typical self. He got hit a lot, but he also overwhelmed his opponent, Hammer, in very quick fashion, so he's a very hard night's work for anyone, McGuigan told Sky Sports News. Maybe that's a fight we can get down the line, maybe in the not-too-distant future because they're both at that stage of their careers. The fight was in the balance, the first one, so it'll be a good fight as well. I think it's a very hard fight, but it's a fight that he can win the right stra- with the right strategy, with the right game plan, unquote. McGuigan will also be keeping an eye out on the outcome of this Saturday's rematch between heavyweight veterans Kubrat Pulev and Derek Chisora. Quote, there are some great fights out there for him. You've got Derek Chisora versus Kubrat Pulev. I think Pulev will probably win the fight. Pulev's a great fight for someone like Daniel. If he comes through the Chisora one, McGuigan continued. Quote, Dillian White, a great fight for Daniel. I'm not sure Dillian will want it because of where he is in his career. There's easier fights for him that will make more money and draw more attention. So that one might be a hard one to make. Quote, also, the fact that Dan's got a WBA regular title can help bring in decent names. So so there's quite a lot of opponents, but I would like someone that's known, someone that people know, whether it's a former Anthony Joshua opponent, even a former Dillian White opponent, where he can try and better that performance. Unquote. So look, it looks like they like to go the route of taking on guys that name guys have beaten and uh, try to look better against those guys. Kind of reminds me of uh, Lomachenko when he was on the comeback trail, taking on Nakatani and taking on essentially uh, uh, guys that 
Teofimo Lopez had beat him, right? Uh, George uh, Comey, Richard Comey being the other guy, and trying to look better than them. All right, so it's an interesting strategy for sure. All right. Um, in other news, and this this one may surprise some, but it's been formally announced that Adrian Broner's back. Adrian's back. All right. Uh, he'll be taking on Omar Figueroa Jr. This is courtesy of the great Keith Eidek at Boxing Scene. Adrian Broner and Omar Figueroa Jr. have a date, a site, and a network for their previously announced welterweight fight. Boxing Scene has learned that Showtime will broadcast Broner Figueroa as the main event of a triple header August 20 from the seminal Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. Broner and Figueroa announced on their social media platforms last month that they agreed to box, but they initially indicated that they would square off July 23rd, somewhere near Chicago. All right. Showtime will televise two 12-round title bouts before Broner and Figueroa fight next month. Roger Gutierrez will defend his WBA World 130-pound championship against Hector Luis Garcia in one of those bouts. Albert Pueyo and Batir Akhmedov will square off for the vacant WBA 140-pound title last owned by Josh Taylor. In the other championship match, Showtime will air August 20. Venezuela's Gutierrez, 26, 3 and 1, 20 KOs, and the Dominican Republic's Garcia, 15 and 0, 10 KOs, were rumored to have agreed to fight this Sunday night in Caracas, Venezuela, as part of the WBA's KO Drugs Festival. Garcia's handlers contend they never agreed to challenge Gutierrez in his home country. Garcia, previously unbeaten Brooklyn native, sorry, Garcia. Upset previously unbeaten Brooklyn native Chris Colbert, 16-1 and 6 KOs, in their 12-round February 26 fight at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, Nevada, to earn a shot at Gutierrez's crown. A then-unknown Garcia replaced Gutierrez as Colbert's opponent on approximately three weeks' notice after Gutierrez tested positive for COVID-19. Colbert entered the ring for their 12-round eliminator, as a 22-to-1 favorite. The WBA ordered the Dominican Republic's Pueyo, 20-0, 10 KOs, and Uzbekistan's Akhmedov, 9-1, 8 KOs, to fight for the unclaimed super lightweight title last month. Akhmedov has suffered only a debatable defeat to former WBA secondary champion, Mario Barrios, 26-2, 17 KOs, who was undefeated when he dropped Akhmedov twice and overcame Akhmedov's late rally to win a unanimous decision September 2019 at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. The WBA stripped its 140-pound crown from Taylor, 19-0, 13 KOs, in mid-May when he declined to make a mandated defense against Poyo. The Scottish Southpaw became boxing's second undisputed 140-pound champion in the four-belt era in May 2021. But he was disinterested in making numerous mandatory defenses after defeating England's Jack Catterall, 26-1, 13 KOs. The mandatory challenge for his WBO belt 
by split decision in a very competitive 12-round fight February 26th at the OVO Hydro in Glasgow. As for Broner and Figueroa, they'll square off in a bout between 32-year-old former world champions who are at similar stages in their careers. Both boxers also will end long layoffs August 20. Cincinnati's Broner 34-4 and uh, with one draw, 24 KOs, and one no contest, hasn't boxed since his 12-round unanimous decision win against Puerto Rico's uh, Giovanni Santiago in February 2021 at Mohegan Sun Arena in Uskinsville, Connecticut. His victory over Santiago, 14-2 and and one 10 KOs, marked the end of a two-year hiatus for the polarizing Broner, who has fought just five times in the past six years. Figueroa's most recent loss by technical knockout to Abel Ramos, who stopped Figueroa following six one-sided rounds in May 2021 at the Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California. The Walesco, Texas native has lost back-to-back bouts with Ramos, 27-5-2-21 KOs, and former WBA welterweight champ Jordanis Ugas, 27-5-12 KOs, who defeated Figueroa by unanimous decision in their 12-round bout in July at MGM Grand Arena in Las Vegas. Look, uh, when you look at this fight, I-, I think that the matchmaking here is clear. They're putting Omar Figueroa Jr. in there with Broner because they don't think uh, he's going to beat Broner. They probably don't think he has the punching power to knock out Broner, and they've seen his past performances including the Ramos loss, which was pretty one-sided. So good matchmaking if, if you're Team Broner. Uh, I actually like the undercard here. I don't necessarily like the fact that Josh Taylor lost his titles the way he did, but it's a very good undercard featuring two championship fights. This is what Showtime Championship Boxing should really be all about, in my estimation, Right. At least the undercard. Competitive fights for titles. Um, and, you know, they're putting Adrian Broner as the headliner because he's the most popular out of everyone there. But I think for sure that it, it's it's a good it's a good card. All right? And it's it's definitely worthwhile checking out. Um, I think everybody that's a boxing fan is likely going to tune in for that one. And I think it's likely to if Broner is is 40% of what he he used to be that it, it should be a, a a win for Broner that that's you know what my sentiment on that one is right now um it's going to be interesting to see though how the training camps go whether he turns up in shape right i think i think that that that's going to be interesting right in other news uh a guy that I've been pretty high on myself, a son of a legend. Um, I'm talking about Tim Zhu, right? He's been given an interview where he's talking about facing Charlo, and he says, I have to come smart. I've got that style that can give him hell. This is courtesy to reporting of Sean Nam. Tim Zhu understands all too well that Jermel Charlo presents a dangerous proposition in the ring. Nevertheless, the 154-pound contender from Australia still thinks he has the ideal style to defuse the undisputed champion of the division. 
Zoo and Houston's Charlo have nearly finalized a deal to face each other later in the year, as reported by BoxingScene.com. Zoo is the mandatory challenger for Charlo's WBO belt. Charlo unified all four titles in the division with a rousing 10th round knockout of Brian Castaño in their rematch on May 14th at Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California. In a recent interview, Zoo, who was ringside for the fight, offered both a sobering awareness of the challenge that lies before him and a confident assessment of his own abilities to overcome a fighter of Charlo's caliber. Quote, I have to come very, very smart in the fight. Zoo said on a recent episode of the PBC podcast, quote, I see that Charlo's got power. He's got that one punch that can change everything. Quote, you have to come out smart and you got to give him a fight that he's never been in and give him hell. I think I've got that style that can give him hell. Zoo, the son of boxing legend Costa Zoo, is signed to Premier Boxing Champions, which also backs Charlo. Zoo made his debut with PBC in March in Minneapolis with a 12-round decision over veteran contender Terrell Gaucher. That was Zoo's first fight in the United States. Charlo himself has repeatedly denigrated Zoo as an opponent, stating at one point that the Aussie would be better served to face someone like Sebastian Fundora, the top 154-pound contender within the WBC. Asked about Charlo's comments, Zoo made it clear he would not be budging from his place and had no interest in fighting anyone except, except the Houstonian. Look, quote, as he said, my main concern is to fight for the belts. He's the one that's holding them, so that's the one part that interests me at this moment. Quote, man, in all honesty, I just want the belts, man, Zoo continued. Whoever's on the roster that's there for the belts, I want Charlo. He's the top one in the division. He's the one on the top of the tree. I, I like what I'm hearing from Tim Zoo, if I'm going to be honest. First of all, I like that he's not stepping aside. I like the fact that he wants to step up. And I also like what he's talking about in terms of his strategy for this fight. Because if he does this... It's going to be an ex exciting fight. If he does what he says, if he takes hell with him to Charlo, it's going to be a very exciting fight because Charlo is is going to give it back to him. And Rude Dog, 211, I agree with you. It is kind of funny that Charlo um, is, is kind of looking at Fundora to be a gatekeeper here. I think that's pretty funny. Um Fundora does have that interim belt, I believe. But look, he's already stepped aside once. Tim Zhu, that is. I, I see no reason why he would want to step aside again. I don't. All right. And there's another story I want to get to here. And I'm going to elaborate on it a lot. And I'm going to do it on punchlines. Okay. But this, this is news that some people predicted uh i i was actually pretty surprised that it happened but sky sports has won the bid to the uk broadcast rights for 
Usyk Joshua to the rematch. All right, this is being reported by Ron Lewis. Sky Sports has won the rights to broadcast the Alexander Usyk Anthony Joshua fight in the UK. The subscription broadcaster emerged in a bidding war that included the zone with whom Joshua recently signed a long-term deal external to this fight. Wally Downs Jr. of the Sun was the first to report this development. The WBA, uh, sorry, the fight for the WBA, WBO, IBO, and IBF heavyweight titles that Usyk won from Joshua in London last September takes place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia on August 20. It will be screened on Sky Box Office Sky's pay-per-view arm. It extends Sky's relationship with Joshua, having broadcast every one of his professional fights since he turned pro in 2013 on the back of winning Olympic gold in London the previous year. I was I was actually surprised by this, guys. Um, I was actually quite surprised by this. And... I'm actually surprised at the position that it puts Eddie Hearn in vis-a-vis the zone. Right? And I'm going to get into this. I'm going to discuss it further. All right? I'm going to do it as a punchlines. I'm dropping the link to that right now. It's in the chat. I'm going to talk about this as a punchlines because I kind of want to go in a little bit on this topic. All right? And I'm going to do that as a punchline. So thank you for checking me out today and um, checking me check out the news, the top news. Okay. Um, Thank you for that. I appreciate all of you tuning in. Check out punchlines in a moment because I'm going to be talking about the big news that Sky Sports outbid the zone to broadcast the fight between Joshua and Usyk, the rematch. So link is in the chat. Do me a favor, head over there, because I will be talking about that fight in just a few short moments. Thank you, everybody. I'm out. 